Welcome to episode number 195, Try Harder Part 2. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, and Tim. Try Harder Part 2. In this episode, we have special guest, Tim Witherspoon Jr. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, small business, boxing, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Sugar Ray Robinson and Mike Tyson. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Thank you, guys. Uh, We want to put out the little intro of our sound quality because we're using zoom so it's not the you know the official you know studio quality as we typically have but uh the content is still there we're operating uh, out of our own room so our own homes i should say and uh so if you hear kids in the background or maybe dogs or something barking just uh bear with us and we thank you guys uh tim thank you so much for joining us man we appreciate it no problem thanks for having me back it's always a pleasure Absolutely. So Tim was on episode 123 with us, and uh, we were actually in his boxing gym in Bristol Borough, um, and that was a really cool um, experience for us. And then me and Tim did some work together afterwards. We shot a video titled Try Harder, where we featured him, his gym, and it was, it was pretty cool. So fast forward, here we are in 2020, and the year's kicking off in a very odd way. Um, yeah. So... For those of us who did not know who you are, what you do, um, first of all, go make sure you listen to episode 123. But Tim, in the meanwhile, yeah. let us know. Um, so, I mean, I'm a you know kid from Bucks County um, who happened to have a father who was a professional fighter, um, former two-time uh, world champion. Uh, and he got me into the sport of boxing at a very young age. Um, so naturally that's what I gravitated towards. I wanted to be like dad, um, follow him to the gym. Um, and then one thing just turned to another. Um, and then I ended up decided that, you know, when most kids want to, you know, maybe go to college or something, or they want to, uh, they, they pick a, a, a career or a trade. I picked boxing and um, I choose the, uh, I left school um, in 11th grade to become a professional fighter, and I achieved that goal for 10 years. Um, and now I'm a business owner in Bristol Barrow, uh, teaching other people uh, what I've been doing my whole life, basically. That's awesome. Nice. All right, so so kind of starting back from the beginning, um, obviously you watch your you know your father uh, in boxing and growing up like that. Was it you just was it genuinely you just wanted to be like that and you just wanted to be a boxer? Do you think you also had it in you too? Well, I, I pretty much like I know that I probably would have been a fighter. Um yes. with or that, that, that's how I feel with or without my dad. Um it's just something that's inside of me. And um it's not just me. I guess it it is genetics. We have uh five professional fighters in our family at, wow. you know, different points um since starting back in the seventies. Um, so 
uh, it, it's kind of like, um, I guess if your dad uh, was a hairdresser or something like that, um, and he passed it down to you, or if your uncles and, and imagine that I have my dad and my uncle, uh, both professional fighters, uh, their brother is a professional boxing trainer. Uh, his wife is a professional boxer. And then I have a cousin that's a professional boxer. Um, it wasn't just my dad. Was It's like a, a lifestyle for us. You know, I, I, and looking back on it in hindsight, um, now that I'm on the outside of uh, actually fighting, um, looking back, I'm like, wow, um, I can't believe that uh, this was uh, the perfect storm, I guess, for what I'm doing now. And, and um, I'm just grateful that I have a family that um, actually their trade is something that's so unique and so uh, not too many people can uh, pass this, you know, pass this on. So I'm yeah, lucky no. in that aspect. Absolutely, absolutely. There's um, kind of reminds me of we had we had my uncle on and um, his son. My uncle's into uh, you know he has like muscle cars and stuff like that. He has uh, he does drag racing and successfully did drag racing for whatever twenty plus years. And then his son was always at the track with him and naturally I think got more trophies than the dad now. Um, right. from, but it's funny. It's just like, it's, it, it's, you're already kind of, and like, I like how you said the lifestyle. It's like, yes, genetically it's there. I think you would have been a boxer as well, regardless. Yeah, um, I, I feel, I definitely, um, I don't know. I like to win, you know, I'm not really a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really a guy that likes to, uh, go around picking fights or anything. Um, I just happened to be introduced to a sport that you do have to be tough. Um, and you do have to mentally be tough to win, though. Um, and, and I love to win. I, and the mo I like to win against myself more than anybody else. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, a sport where you have to train yourself and you're responsible for every part of your conditioning and every every tool, you know, even though you have a team behind you and everything, it's still just you in there. If you do one thing wrong, then it's your fault. Um, so that's the kind of sport that I, I love basketball, I love football, you know, baseball, but, um, those sports kind of bore me in a way, you know, I like to be in a hundred percent control, be able to paint the story myself when I'm in there in the ring and do what I want to do. I don't want to have to depend on, uh, passing the ball to anybody. Um, and, and then, and that way you get all the glory as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but for that's, sure. That's what I, that's awesome. you know, that's what I like about uh, the sport. But I'm not a tough guy at all. I just like to win. And, and when I talk to, uh, you know, my students and everything, I say, "Hey, look, man, I'm from Fairless Hills. You know, just like you guys. Um, I'm, you know, I went to Pensbury. Um, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Uh, there, you know, I, I wasn't in a situation where I was actually better off than a lot of my students. My dad was world champ, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't really have to fight. Um, but I had that drive to win. Um, and, and, and that's what I like to pass on to everybody that comes to my gym. You know, you can win. Uh, it doesn't matter if you even compete, you're still winning by going as far as you feel like you want to go. Now, is that something you talk to to your clients and your students a lot about the correlation, right? Because you have people who aren't going to you because they want to be a professional boxer. Right. They're right. going to you for fitness, just for you know self defense. But overall, you're actually probably tying in a lot of real life. Oh you know, yeah. Well, I don't know how to uh, teach boxing without tying that part in. Um, and, and everybody that comes in, I, it's, a, it's a part of me. I believe in everyone who comes into my gym. 
So if you tell me that you want to actually fight, we're going to do it. I'm going to give you everything that I can. You know, after that, we got to find out if this is the sport for you. But I don't care if your grandma say, yo, get me a fight. Let's go, grandma. You know, let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's go. I, I, I know that I have all the tools and, and all the knowledge to get you there. But then after that, it's up to, to that person to actually, uh, you know, do it. Because the coaches aren't the ones that are getting punched in the face. You know, we, we just give you the tools and hopefully – uh, to limit you getting hit, you know, but after that, it's all the fighters, you know, uh, will and his determination and, 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 you know, cause I, it's over for me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. So all I can do is give you that motivation and that, and that, uh, that, you know, those pep talks and, and the information to give you that drive, you know, get inside of your head and do that. But, uh, you know, not everybody comes for that. Some people come for just fitness. And if it's just fitness, let's do that, too. You're going to be the champ of your, your own goals, you know. Um, there's just mm-hmm. no reason for me to uh, try to make somebody else uh, live my dreams for them. Um, that, that would be uh, dumb for any business owner to uh, oh you want you want the uh, shrimp scampi nah i think you want a uh, caesar salad let me get yeah. that <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, I, i'm not gonna do that you know you come to my gym you tell me what you want and we're gonna achieve it you know my, my favorite class was gym class um so i have no problem with coming and, and working you guys out and and then uh you leaving you can be a professional uh you know heavy bag hitter all you want i'll be proud of you for that so explain a little bit about what the gym offers what 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 can if someone were if you you know so to speak your little menu and and what you guys have yeah yeah so um first of all i knew that the people that uh wanted to compete were going to come to the gym no matter what so well if you want to compete come to the gym i'm not the only coach there i have more coaches and we're starting our competition team we did have some competitions before but i slowed it down because we're moving fast um i've only been open for two years now um and i can't expect for uh these guys that are coming to my gym to learn everything that took me 35 years of life um and to be able to go and execute it in only uh two years so i slowed it down a little bit but we have some guys that are ready to go um but if you want to compete at my gym you can come but my gym is more for people that want to experience uh boxing in any way that they can you know there's a lot of people out there that have mental issues which it's uh may mental health awareness month um a lot of people come into my gym because they have stress because you know they they do go to a therapist but their therapist tells them that they need to have something that's just for them you know away from all the stress so that people that come to my gym because it's their happy place um, I have people that are dealing with marital issues. I have people that are dealing with weight loss, um, you know, Asperger's, you know, certain issues that normal people don't really realize that people that are going to the gym are doing this to benefit and, and help them in that way. Um, so everybody that comes into my gym, I'm trying to cater to them. I have beginners boxing classes, which the, the funny thing about the classes are I teach Except for the cardio classes, everybody's getting taught the same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody comes into my gym and you're in kindergarten, okay? No matter which class you decide to choose, uh, you're starting in the beginning. 
But we have beginner's boxing. The, the reason why I brought that up is because I just call it beginner's boxing so people can feel comfortable around other people who say that they're beginners, but they don't realize they're learning the same thing as everybody else. Nice. Um, they, nice. they do now. They do now. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we have, um, you know, our regular adult boxing class, which is the same as beginner's boxing, but that's more of a, uh, a CrossFit type setting, like I'm teaching everybody what they had to do, what what I had to do as a boxer. You know, you're you're going through the paces, but no one's getting you know hit in the face. You're holding the mitts for each other. We're we're working on different techniques, but everyone's like in class together, cheering everybody on. Um, I really enjoy. That's one of my favorite classes where everybody's working as a team to uh, learn boxing. But not everybody in that class is doing it for the combat. You know, they're doing it for a lot of different reasons. Um, so that's one of my favorite classes. We also have uh, a women's boxing class, which is really strong. Um, they're learning the same thing as everybody else, even though they uh, might uh, yell at me a little bit differently. But, <laughs> but I'm still, they're still, they're still learning everything the same way. Um, and I made that class for uh, women that might be a little bit intimidated when they hear the word boxing gym. Uh, and they might feel comfortable in that type of setting. Uh, we have our cardio classes, which are uh, strictly just you're in there burning calories for an hour. Um, you're, you're doing you're, you're learning boxing, but you're not learning boxing as well as you are in the other classes. We're not really slowing it down. It's really so you can burn calories and get in shape. Um, we have a cardio boxing class. We also have Muay Thai, which is kickboxing with knees and elbows uh that's a really good class for a lot of people uh, i like the classes where there's a mix of people you know not just the women's boxing or not just the uh beginners class i like it when beginners are in there with people that are competing and you know people because they all bounce off each other and help each other out they don't realize that the people that are competing they have somebody in class that's going to kind of let them slow down what they're doing and actually think about what they're doing. And the people that are beginners are actually looking at the people that are about to compete and they're picking up things off of them. Um, those are the kind of classes I like. Uh, but besides that, we also have fitness classes and yoga. <laughs> nice. Are you the yoga instructor? Or you have some. Uh, nah, I, I gave up on uh, <laughs> yoga. <laughs> it was a little bit too tough on me. You know, I have a guy named uh, Max right now. He's a really good guy. Uh, he's from the borough as well. Um, and he teaches it. We only have it Monday nights for now. Um, and that's mainly for people that like it. Um, and then we have like four different uh, fitness instructors. So if you want to come in and, you know, do, we call them Witherspoon Fit classes. They're basically boot camps uh, where you come in and, you know, our fitness instructor puts you through an hour worth of exercises. It's not boxing, it's weights and, you know, pull-ups and, and like a more of a CrossFit type of thing. Um, and I stay away from all that. <laughs> I'm retired now, man. I got, you know, that's funny. So, so let, let me ask you just a clarifying question. If, yeah. if someone, is there a monthly membership or is it, you just buy specific packages? So yeah, we do a, a monthly thing. I'm not going to really go into too much of the pricing and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, right. but, uh, yeah, we, you know, we, we have a month thing and, uh, you know, People usually, uh, they, they can sign up for a contract if they want to, or they can do month to month. Uh, we only hold people to six months. And the reason why we do that is because 
we want you to be with us for at least six months so you can see that what I'm teaching you is worth it. Um, and, you know, and another thing is it took you a long time to put that weight on, all right? I'm not a doctor. I can't go in there and just cut the fat off. You got to give me some time to prove to you that, you know, what I'm teaching you is going to work. So if you give me that commitment, you know, I'll prove to you that uh, it, it was worth it. And we're not beating people in the head with our prices either. You know, I, there's a lot of gyms out there that offer uh, a lot less than we offer for, you know, more. So uh, I think that it's fair, reasonable. And, and really, I'm doing this not, you know, obviously, I'm doing it as a businessman trying to make money. This is my second career outside of being a professional fighter. But um, we're giving back to the community. You know, there's a lot of people that need a place to go. Um, and, and, and I'm using my platform as well to, uh, to let people know that, you know, come to me and we're going to do good things. You know, I'm trying to raise money for uh, our community. Um, we have the Bristol Barrel uh, Community Action Group where, you know, I try to donate $1,000 every year since I've been open. So this is our second year. Uh, and, and I've raised it already and didn't even have to do an event. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is this is the kind of place that we're trying to be. It's not always about the money. Um, I'm glad to be fortunate to have a, uh, you know, a business support group to where now I don't even have to charge my clients uh, while we're, you know, we're not given the service. Um, so, you know, I think things like that, helping out our neighbors and stuff are, are very important. And that's the kind of message that uh, Witherspoon Boxing is trying to spread. It's not about uh, just competition and fighting and all that. It's about uh, what can we do as a collective? What can we do to use our platform for the greater good? Um, we have a lot of people out here that are hurting. It's not just us. Um, and, and, and it, I'm a very, very big believer in putting that energy out there because I know uh, it'll come back to me. Uh, my, my customers are telling me every day they appreciate, you know, not charging them, you know, and, and some some business owners aren't um, able to do that, you know. So I'm thankful for, uh, you know, my support group, my business uh, support group. Uh, they're really making it um, possible for me to live this mission that we're trying to do for the community. So, so kind of talk a little bit about, um, you kind of alluded to it already, talk a little bit about the coronavirus and the effects of your business. And, you know, now that you mentioned that support group, um, yeah. how, how are you, how are you entertaining or um, keeping, keeping your clients going through this? Time? Right. Um, so right now we're like pretty much reduced to Facebook live, you know, pretty much what we're doing now, you know, usually you would come to the gym or I would come to you. Uh, maybe one day at Miguel's place, um, and, and, and we do an interview there. But, um, yeah. you know, unfortunately, and, and you've been to my gym, it's a close, close area. So, and, and it's not just about how clean the gym is. We had it hospitally grade clean um, before we shut down, and it still smells like a hospital in there. Yeah. But um, it's about people breathing in and out this virus. Um, and, even just shadow boxing, you know, you're letting air out. Um, and that's what really concerns me. We have not had any issues, uh, as far as I know, in my gym. But um, it's about preventing uh, any future things from happening. Uh, 
it seems like everybody, as far as my uh, client base, most of them are um, happy. I'm doing these Facebook Live uh, classes three times a week. It's not really ideal for me because I like to be in front of people so I can actually see what they're doing wrong and correct it and stuff like that. And then that's the hard part about being a fitness instructor right now. Um, you can't really uh, be in front of your client. You know, if I was to tell someone to do a squat, um, I'm looking at them here on video, but am I really getting the full, you know, vantage point to see if I can correct how they're doing it? Um, so... And that aspect is really hard, um, and, I, and I would like to give someone a full product as well. I know that um, no business wants to give somebody half of anything. Um, even if I'm giving it out for free, I, I want to give them, you know, everything that I can give them. Um, so that's really what's really hard. But um, they've been supportive. Uh, you know, the landlord over at Grundy Commons, he's a really good guy. He's really supportive. Uh, and... You know, all I can do is just say, you know, this will be over. You know, I, I'm a fighter at heart, so I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up or fold. I'm just gonna be smart and strategic and um, stick with the game plan like a real fighter would do. Is there anything you would do differently uh, prior to the coronavirus, or it's just kind of one of those things? I know most businesses, kind of like my brother's barbershop. He's certified in, you know, the cleanliness and, and actually he just got a certification in COVID-19. I felt like most people were doing what you're supposed to be doing anyway. This is kind yeah. of one of those things where it's just out of nowhere. In my situation, um, like I was saying about the breathing on uh, each other, I really don't know if there's anything that I could do or could have done. Um, to stop my situation. Um, gyms are, are going to have it probably one of the hardest uh, out of all businesses, um, when you're cutting hair and everything, I think that that I, personally, I think that's something that should be opening up soon. You can see, um, <laughs> but, 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 but that's not the reason though. Um, I think that, uh, like you said, your, uh, brother, uh, took classes for cleanliness. Um, I know it might be hard to cut around masks, but I think that there's a way to do it there with boxing. Um, you can't really, uh, I can't have a class of 20 people all wearing masks. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, they're mm -hmm. going to have gloves on. The mask going to be adjusting. and um, So that's something that um, I'm trying to work out in my mind right now as far as distancing goes and, and um, see how I can make it work. Um, yeah. But, you know, other than that, you know, before this happened, we were booming. I don't know if there was anything else I could do. People don't want to stay away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, prior prior to us jumping into that topic, you mentioned, um, you know, mental health, and that that's I'm a, a huge advocate for mental health awareness. Um, explain a little bit about the physical fitness outlet. Um, what well, it's it's a great it's a great uh, yeah. I guess option for most people yeah. to get their frustrations out or just to work things out in their head. I know right. a lot of times it's even like and if I'm going for a jog. Or if you go for a jog, you have like ideas just like bouncing around and you work things out literally mentally oh, while you're definitely, definitely. working out. Yeah. For, for me, um, you know, physical activity uh, definitely is a stress relief. Um, but it all ties into uh, your mental state. Uh, a lot of people do exercise because it's an easy way for them to get something 
uh, that is their own thing to do. It's something that takes them away from watching the news or something that takes them away from that trigger thing that makes them uh, stressed out, you know? Um, so from working in the gym all these years, I noticed that some people come to the gym, um, they don't even work out, you know, yeah. but they feel good when they leave because mentally uh, it took them away from that triggering thing that was really stressing them out. Um, for me, I grew up in gyms my whole life. So it's like, I know the benefits of it. I had to go outside of the gym for me to get mentally uh, stress relief because, you know, it, it's my job. Um, to be in the gym. So me, I picked up something like bowling, you know, and I've been listening to music more than, uh, you know, watching things that you shouldn't be watching, like, you know, the news or murder mysteries, like my wife, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but a lot of people really just don't stop and, and take the time to uh, do something for themselves. And obviously, um, the gym is way better than picking up alcohol or a substance or doing something in the opposite direction. So yeah, you should go to a gym and release those endorphins. And, and, and when you achieve those little, uh, body goals and, and, you know, you start feeling like you got a little bit more energy, it naturally just makes you feel better. Absolutely. Um, now can you explain a little bit about someone who's thinking like, I don't know if boxing's for me. I don't know if, that's something, you know, an option um, that I want to weigh out. Can you just t t speak yeah. a little towards this really is for everyone? Right. Yeah, well, it, it is really because it's, like I said, it doesn't, you don't have to get punched in the face. You know, exactly. a lot of people think that boxing is a brutal sport. Um, I happen to um, have been doing it for, like, I got to keep bringing that up, 35 yeah. years. At, at, and at a high level where I wasn't wearing headgear and, and I still feel like I speak good and I still feel like, um, you know, my body parts are intact for the most part. <laughs> um, but yeah. on the other hand, you know, if you walk into a boxing gym, um, let them know, look, you're here for exercise. Yeah. You want to learn how to defend yourself, but you're not really in here for the contact, you know? Um, and if it's a really good boxing gym, I've never been to a boxing gym that has told someone, no, you can't be here because you don't want to compete. Um, it, it just, it, it, it would disrespect the sport in a way. Um, so if you're in a wheelchair or if you have slight injuries, there's, you know, you don't have to be in there going hundred miles per hour. You can be boxing like it's Tai Chi, slow motion. Um, but the benefits that you'll get from it are amazing. I have, Tons of uh, kids that come to my gym that don't want to get hit, they're timid, um, but they enjoy every class. I have women that definitely don't want to get hit, <laughs> but they enjoy every class. Um, and, and I have a lot of men that don't want to get hit, but they enjoy every class because it's you're learning something, you know. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, schools like karate and stuff like that, they don't have a lot of contact in their in their curriculum, you know. Um, but they do learn. Uh, it's not the same as boxing, but um, there's ways to learn boxing without ever taking a punch. But I will say this about taking a punch. <laughs> um, it does, <laughs> it, if you are really doing this for self-defense, it does serve a purpose to actually get in there and spar and see what it is like to actually, mm. uh, you know, get hit with a punch. You see these videos on the internet where people are, street fighting and they're getting hit with one punch and that's it is because they never built up the tolerance that you build up 
in the gym from boxing. Um, I, I've never been knocked out my whole life. You know, I've never been knocked out. I've, I've been, I've had flashes, you know, but I attribute that to uh, the years of training and actually building up that tolerance of, uh, you know, taking punches. But you don't have to do that to actually box. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's something, there's a bunch of old school, you know, like sayings and stuff like that where it's like, you, you, you need to, before you start using your hands as weapons, you need to understand the infliction, you know, the, the pain that you're inflicting on someone first uh, by getting tagged yourself to, to understand um, yeah. a little bit about what you're doing. Um, I think it's more, um, for, for me, from that angle, I think it's more about uh, respect. Because um, mm. if you go in there and, and, and this, let's just say you're on your first day. And you're going in there against somebody that's like a Golden Glove champ or something like that. Um, (laughs) You're not going to want to go out there guns blazing because then he's going to teach you respect. (laughs) Um, So uh, in that aspect, as far as learning um, how to take it, uh, you don't have to learn how to take it if you keep it on the same level or your respect level. You know this person's above you, so... Don't try to go and show off because he's going to knock you right back down. Um, and vice versa, if you're on a higher level, you're not going to get anything out of knocking somebody that's on a lower level out. Um, so it's about respect for your uh, sparring partners and your training partners and, and whoever you go with. Now, if you're two pros getting ready for a fight, then you're two pros getting ready for a fight. You know, that's, that, that's yeah. totally different. Um, but if you're two beginners, it's almost the same as two pros going for a fight because you're on the same level. Um, mm-hmm. but, a, but a pro boxing the beginner, there's respect that has to be on both sides. Now, hopefully that pro doesn't teach that beginner, um, you know, how to take the punishment. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Or, or hopefully he just makes him aware that he could, it, there could be more punishment. Um, you know, because if you hurt your sparring partners, then you don't have a sparring partner. There's so many parallels uh, to life with boxing. Oh yes. Can you explain a little bit about endurance, right? So, like in life, you know, you you want to go, you want to take the long road, you want to take, you know, you want to live out, you know, yeah. life, so to speak. But that takes endurance. You're gonna you're gonna get knocked down. Um, explain a little bit about you know not gassing out, like you said, just swinging haymaker, throwing haymakers um, versus you know the endurance needed in boxing. Yeah, it's funny because I think that everything that we've been touching on uh, all plays a part into that. Um, Your mental uh, plays a part into your endurance. Uh, Obviously, uh, training plays a part into your endurance. Um, And wanting to win, uh, you know, all those things all play into how long you're willing to go. You can be dead tired, but your mind can take you so much farther than, than you realize. Um, and, and as far as, uh, boxing paralleling with life, it does, man, just look at this virus, you know, and look at what it's doing to, uh, certain people. Some people are ready to rush and go back to work. And some people are like, yo, let's wait this out and be safe. And, you know, um, what I've learned from the parallel, if I was to equate that to boxing is that, um, when you rush and you do things in haste, uh, that's when you make mistakes Mm. and that's when you get caught with a punch 
Um, and that's when it's over for you. When you take your time and you execute your game plan and listen to what you were told to do by the person that told you to do it, <laughs> like in boxing, that would be your trainer or the, the person, the expert. Um, when you follow those experts, most of the times I would say uh, you're going to be successful. Um, but when you do things out of anger, uh, like, like, for instance, let's just say uh, you got punched really hard. And then you wanted to just go and attack them. Yeah. Uh, that would open you up for a whole lot of different things that wouldn't have opened you up if you just waited, been patient, and took your time, used your jab, and got to the opponent in a little bit more strategic way. Um, and, and that's the same thing with life. And, and that's how I live my life anyway. Everything <laughs> ties in the box. And, you know, um, you got to take the, take the good with the bad. You got to you know, roll with the punches, all those things are really, uh, you know, true for life. That's, that's, that's a, the really good point was with the, uh, the emotion control, right? Having, being able to operate through life without making bad judgments based off of, you know, you know emotion. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Your endurance is going to suffer yeah. from, from doing that. Um, so the more calm you are, the more strategic, the more mentally strong you are holding yourself and your composure, the more endurance you are going to have. Can you explain a little bit about when you're in the ring? And a lot of athletes talk about this. I mean, even with the NBA, LeBron James said that there's no way he's going to play without the crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, without yeah. the crowd being there because there's a, there's a component to that that kind of gives you that little adrenaline rush that you need. How – how or you know your dad in your corner yelling at you yeah. and you know you're like I'm about to get this win in yeah. front of my dad who you know is my childhood hero and you get without getting so excited and making a mistake like how do you control your adrenaline when the crowd um, up? you know it it's not always easy I think the longer you do it in in boxing um the the better you get at it it took me until I was like in my professional career already to uh, be able to slow things down and really realize what was going on around me. Um, so that's something that you kind of have to work on as well. I'm pretty sure LeBron James didn't always have it in him when he was starting. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't always have it in him. He built that, you know, being able to play at a certain level. Um, so for me, I know that the crowd uh, definitely helped though. Uh, and, and it wasn't my dad. It was more my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could awesome. hear her voice more than anybody else in the stadium. But, you know, when you hit somebody with a good shot and you know that the crowd is now on your side. Oh, yeah. That gives you hmm. so much energy, you know. Um, and, and a really good uh, reference of that is actually a fake movie, Rocky. You know, um, as soon as if you really pay attention to the sound effects and everything and, and all those movies, uh, the crowd turning around to be on his side after he was getting his butt whipped and the, the, the building up. That stuff is really what happens in real life when these guys are in there fighting. You know, you could be down and out. Then all of a sudden you hit him with a good shot and the crowd goes, oh, then you're yeah. like, oh I got to get I'm going to get him with another one. Yeah. You know, and, and you feed off that. That gives you your second win. Um, so for me, I, I think it would be pretty difficult um, to fight without a crowd. It would be like sparring in the gym. If you spar in the gym, um, any any fighter will tell you it's not the same as a real fight. 
Yeah. So, so what do you think uh, where we are with the state of boxing? I know this past weekend the UFC actually held an event. Again, it didn't have a crowd. Yeah. Um, oh, but- man, I, I, I like that event, too. There was some good fights on that show. Oh, my gosh, I'm not man. a U- I'm not a, I'm not a, a, I don't tune in the UFC, but we – I mean, I think I had two options. I think I had Cornhole and, and UFC to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so – no, I think that, but the, that one guy, Bryce Mitchell, I think his name is. Yes. Um, he he, he must be wrestling alligators or something. Because <laughs> oh, he his grapple game was really strong. Um, sorry that I cut you off. I think what your your question was the state of boxing right now. Well, so the state of boxing, just because it's like, well, first of all, with the UFC event, I think it was the first sporting event in like sixty something days or something like that. So I think right. everyone was tuned in. Um. But I also feel like it's now going to trickle into the other sports, right? And so right. boxing is one of them because the format was somewhat the same. You got a ring, you got two fighters, yeah. everyone's tested. Um, even the post interviews, apparently Joe Rogan wasn't going to do the interviews inside the ring, but he still did. He's like, well, we all tested. We're all negative. I mean, um, right. and it kind of brought back life. It gave us some normalcy for some aspect of that. And, and do you think boxing will do that? Do you think there's a shot for that? Um, I mean, I think there's a shot. There has to be willing participants. Um, what I don't know is, um, I mean, obviously, that was a pay-per-view event. Yeah. So they made money off of people buying it at home. Um, a lot of these small shows and stuff, and, and they're the ones that are really going to suffer because they make most of their money off of ticket sales at the event. Yeah. Um, so how are you going to pay these fighters to actually um, perform if you're not making ticket sales uh, and not every show can have pay-per-view? So unless they come up with, um, which I probably shouldn't be talking about this, I probably should just be trying to do it myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, a way for these small uh, venues and these small uh, promoters to be able to do pay-per-view, maybe on a smaller scale, ten dollars or the same price as a ticket would be to the event. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know how they will be able to afford it. Um, obviously, the UFC is a big corporation. Um, they have tons of money. Um, a lot of these boxing promoters do too. But if I know boxing promoters as well, they don't want to lose out on any dime that they can make. So if they were going to lose out on money, um, I don't see uh, any boxing shows happening like the UFC card. Where do you think boxing is now? Um, we, have, we have a lot of, just a ton of entertaining fights, yeah. a lot of great matchups the last two, three years. I mean, it's always been, but it's caught a lot of attention. Boxing was is like, I feel like, back in its prime again because um it it was weird it hit like at the end of the you know the late 90s into the 2000s hit like this yeah. weird uh, thing i don't know whatever that was it, but anyway i feel like it's catching back yeah, it's um, but it's like you? a ro- it's like a roller coaster you know um and you know you're not the only person to say that to me recently uh, uh, yeah but it, it happens, you know, if you're really a close follower of um, sports, and it, it'll happen in the UFC too, you know. It was really big with Conor McGregor. Now he's a little bit down, and Khabib's a big star still, but it's not the mm-hmm. same hype as it was. Um, and he, they don't have the same hype as Ronda Rousey, and, you know. So what we're doing in boxing is we're waiting for those stars to explode. And if you're paying attention, we see a lot of up-and-comer 
up-and-coming guys. You know, you have Javante Davis. He's up-and-coming. You also have uh, the guy that just er Errol Spence Jr. He got in a car accident recently, but he's a really big star. Um, And they come at the end of an era where you have the likes of Pacquiao and and Miguel Cotto and Floyd Mayweather, who they're all at the end of their career. So all we have to do is just wait a little bit for these other stars to explode, and we'll have our next group of exciting stars that are like Pacquiao and Floyd. Um, they're all growing right now. It's not like you know football or basketball, where in basketball, Kobe Bryant came out in his first year. And, and, you know, that, that does not happen in boxing where you come out and, and you're just, a, you know, it, it's a business first. So they don't want to um, jeopardize their, their cash cows right off the bat, you know. Um, so you have to wait for these guys to build their horse stables. And then once those promoters let them go and let them out, then we're going to have some really, really exciting fights. And then we'll have to have to, you know, we're going to have to wait for that downtime again. It's just how it happens, man. Absolutely. Everything goes in a cycle. You're absolutely right. Um, all right. So switching gears uh, before we close out, what's your recommendation to anyone trying to achieve their dreams or start a business, especially what you know now, your two years experience as a business, yeah. man, your professional career as a boxer um, and kind of what we're currently going through now? Yeah, basically, um, for me, it's kind of still the same um, as when I first started. It's like, you know, if you wake up and you do something every day towards your goal, then, you know, you're going to hit something, you know, and that ball is going to start rolling. Um, I never left that logic. Um, I, I can't sit a day without doing something towards my goal. It does, does not have to be everything. Um, it does not have to be everything, but it has to be something. Uh, and, and don't give up. You know, that that's part of, uh, you know, being mentally strong there's plenty of times where before i opened up my gym i wanted to give up um raising capital and getting a team together and stuff like that but um something in me just said you know tomorrow i'll get up and do something else towards this and make it happen and now i'm two years in uh with a really good support system so you know things might be hard one day you know but that it's just like boxing it's a roller coaster as well and, and only the strong are going to survive in the, in, in the business world or in this life period, you know, the stronger you are, um, the more you're, you're survive. So, um, you know, just do something every day and, and don't get discouraged and give up a little setback. is just a little setback. You know, you'll move forward eventually. I love it. Um, all right. So for, for those of us who uh, want to reach out to you and, uh, maybe sign up for one of your classes. You have a website, uh, yeah. Instagram handles, or any of that jazz. Yeah, I got uh, so Witherspoon Boxing and uh, no Witherspoon Boxing dot com. <laughs> I, you got to remember so many different <laughs> handles. It's like passwords. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's Witherspoon Boxing uh, and Fitness on uh, Facebook. Uh, WS underscore Boxing on Instagram. Pretty much just Google me. Uh, Tim Witherspoon Jr. <laughs> and you'll be able to find everything. Uh, and, and I prefer for you to actually go one one thing before you get to your point. If you're going to go to a, a boxing gym and uh, or any combat gym or whatever, and somebody tells you that they were a professional fighter and that they're going to teach you or that they competed and that they're going to teach you, look them up because there are a lot of people uh, 
and this has happened my whole life, who say one thing in the boxing world and it's not necessarily true. Um, and anything that you need to know, I don't care if it's your car mechanic, you can find out information on them today. So for you not to get you know, taken advantage of, because one thing about this sport is um, if you are trying to go to a far uh, level, you're risking your life. And you don't want to risk your life uh, behind someone who lied to you and said that they did it before. Um, and that's not really the case. So with that being said, Tim Witherspoon Jr., Google me. Um, and you can see all you can see everything that you need to see about me before you make a decision on if my gym is the gym that you want to come to. Love it. Well said. Was there any other closing words you want to say? Or are you good? Nah, I just want us all to, you know, make sure that our neighbors are all right. You know, even if, you know, you're doing good, it doesn't mean that the guy down the street is necessarily doing all right. Um, and make sure that uh, we're taking care of our mental health like we were talking about earlier. Um, don't be watching the news all day uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and dwelling on the negative. Let's try to, you know, uh, turn off the TV, spend some time with our kids and, and do some new things maybe that you haven't done before. You know, paint a picture or something, guys. <laughs> Love it. All right, yes. there you have it. All right, so we like to close things out with quotes, and the first one is by Sugar Ray Robinson. Rhythm is everything in boxing. Every move you make starts with your heart, and that's in rhythm or you're in trouble. <laughs> um, and the second one by Mike Tyson. The temp for greatness is the biggest drug in the world. Try Harder Part 2. In this episode, we have special guest Tim Witherspoon Jr. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, small business, boxing, effects <laughs> of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Sugar Ray Robinson and Mike Tyson. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>